There's a broad preconception that after school, there's A-levels. And then after that, you go on to university for your degree. And a lot of young people seem to get swept along in this fast-flowing river of higher education. But with increasing options and alternatives, are we doing enough to make sure that our teens know what else is out there for them? Hello, and welcome to the Study Sessions podcast. I'm Nathan, founder of The Study Buddy, and your host. In this, our third season of the podcast, we're chatting with parents, students, and teachers to hear how things are going. Specifically, we're interested in the highs and lows, the trials and tribulations in the run-up to exams in 2022. We'll be covering everything from trouble getting going to burning the candle at both ends, from students who are overzealous and anxious to those who are underperforming yet still nonchalant. Through these shared real-world experiences, I hope that you'll take some comfort that you're not alone. And perhaps more importantly, I hope that you'll take away some insights and advice so that you can help to support your own team, so that they'll not just survive the exams, but thrive in the preparation. So, if you're a parent, a carer, or a teacher, be sure to subscribe. This week, I'm absolutely delighted to be chatting with Faith. Faith has taken the decision not to go off to university, but has instead taken up an apprenticeship. In fact, Faith is a financial crimes apprentice at Lloyds Bank. Faith is also featured in the government's Get the Jump Skills for Life campaign. This initiative is aimed at helping 14 to 19 year olds understand the choices that are available to them as they take their next step in education and training. It seeks to inspire them by highlighting some of the future jobs that these could lead to. For more information about the different routes that are available, you should visit the website, which is gov.uk forward slash get hyphen the hyphen jump. But after the episode is finished, of course. Faith, thank you so much for joining me today. Now, before we chat about your role and, and your career path, I wonder if we could take you back to your school days, even if they weren't actually that long ago, and tell me what kind of a student were you like at school? I'd say I was really good at learning and getting my head down once I committed to doing that, but I was definitely chatty. Um, <laughs> I love spending time with my friends, so yeah, definitely had to put my head down and focus at some points. <laughs> but good, good student all around. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, so <laughs> we could do, we'll find out exactly how another time how <laughs> you managed to get like that. <laughs> but you enjoyed school. School was a good experience all around? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And what about your GCSEs and the exams you took? How did you how did you fare? Did you do well? Were you pleased with the results that you got? Yeah, so I was pretty happy when I finished my GCSEs with the results that I got. I knew that I'd been working really, really hard. And then I was just like over the moon once I'd <laughs> got them all out the way. And then same with my A-levels, really. Like I did pretty well. I was quite happy with my results and just grateful that it was over and I could move on to something else but yeah I definitely enjoyed school and I definitely think that I did I did well for myself for the amount of work that I put in as well definitely. To be fair it's all you can ask isn't it if you if you get a result that you think measures up to to what it is that you've done to deserve it then happy days. Yeah. (laughs) And so it's it's interesting because you're obviously you were you were a good student you put a good amount of work in you got good results out how did you find the support at home um, when it came to exams and, and sort of studying for that build-up? Well, in my home, I've got 
quite a few older brothers and sisters but they didn't give me too much pressure um, <laughs> with the results that they had so I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't under too much pressure from home but yeah I was supported really well have a great like support network and everybody understood and was able to give me everything that I needed let me practice my questions on them and <laughs> hold flashcards for me and all sorts <laughs> I have, I love that I'm good so your older your older siblings <laughs> didn't give you pressure with your results is that to say you did better than them just slightly I'd say hopefully they're not listening <laughs> <laughs> I think you're fairly safe I don't think they will be um, but I'm telling you now that if for one reason or another a life as a, a financial crime analyst isn't for you, then diplomacy absolutely is. I could see you in politics. <laughs> and I say that as a compliment, obviously. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so it's really interesting then that you've done well, you worked hard. It seems like then the natural step, doesn't it, that you would go on to university. Was that the kind of sense that you had, that this is just what people do, school, college, uni? Yeah, definitely. I mean... Not because of my family or anything like that. I didn't have any pressure, like I said, from them as well in that respect. But I definitely think that within school and sixth form, that was really the only option that was made available. That was the only option that was really pushed. And I was advised to fill out my UCAS application and stuff. And I just knew that I knew probably from before starting sixth form that I was never really that interested in going to university. I think back then I don't even know what it was, but I just wasn't, none of my brothers and sisters had been, like I'd said, until even later on in their careers and stuff like that. So it wasn't really something that I was thinking about and worrying about. It was just something that I just didn't really want to do. But I found, I'd say I found it quite, hard when it come to the point of choosing where to apply for and things like that in sixth form for me to actually stick to that decision because there was a lot of pressure from like my other friends and teachers and yeah it felt a bit like always you know is this the right decision should I not just be doing what everyone else is going to do. I find it fascinating because I'm I'm old enough that when I went to uni it, it wasn't it wasn't just expected. I think we were probably at that point where if you were on the boundaries, you did. But it was it was definitely a choice that people made you were going to go to uni. Whereas now it sounds from what you're saying that actually it feels much more the other way around. You're you're having to be proactive and quite forceful, it seems, about the the idea that there's another way for you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I don't know whether it's just because obviously people want there to be a backup plan and sort of you know to have them qualifications but I don't think that people realize the extent and the opportunities that having an apprenticeship can actually give you and the fact that you can still get qualifications and you can still get all of these things that people going to uni are doing as well but yeah I think that's I think that's definitely one of the things that schools and sixth forms are lacking is that knowledge and you know like that awareness and help for young people that were in my position to actually go out and choose that other option if that's something that they're looking for. I guess that's the that's sort of the crux of it isn't it is how do you know what to look for because if the school is presuming that you're going to go to uni based on results and all these other kinds of things your your friendship group are uh, looking at the same kinds of things and probably talking up the social life of uni and what that means. 
where do you then where do you start how do you how do you sort of swim upstream I think the main thing for me was research there was careers fairs and events that schools put on that you know had maybe one or two people that were from an apprenticeship or that that did an apprenticeship scheme who gave bits of information and that's probably where I first heard of it but I still back then had no real idea of what that even meant or you know all the different opportunities that were available so I think definitely researching um, attending as many careers events as you can go along or you know sign in online or whatever it may be and then there's so much information online social media and things like that these days and the get the jump campaign that started in January this year is a place where people who are in that situation, they're young, they're looking for their next step in their education and training, can go on there and get the information about the different options that are available to them. And I think it's a really great thing. I'm really happy to be a part of it because I know that I was one of those people that would have really benefited from this back when I was making those decisions in school. Mm. So that information, I think, is also, having had a look at the website, is also really useful for parents as well and carers, guardians, because I think it does it does sort of answer a lot of questions, even if the people, the adults, didn't know that they had questions. So we've given the website throughout, but again, obviously, after this episode, it would be gov.uk forward slash get hyphen the hyphen jump, or presumably Googling it will, will also have the same effect. So as you say, when you were searching the the get the jump campaign wasn't there so what was it that made you I suppose before you even started looking into the apprenticeships did you have an expectation of what you might be doing instead of uni I think that like I said it it was I had the sort of idea of an apprenticeship and you know study and learn and earn and (laughs) and all at the same time but then there was also things like training where you'd go in and you'd maybe stay for a placement sort of thing with a company. And then there was also starting, obviously, a job either with family or there was a couple of options there that I could have explored. But I just think from the more research that I did and the more that I looked into it, I just thought that an apprenticeship would be the best idea for me personally. But, yeah, I definitely think that now that it's becoming more popular which I'm obviously really glad about I think there is a lot more information never enough but definitely a lot more so yeah wherever it is that you're looking for it online social media or just keep keep researching and I'm sure there'll be something that (laughs) that's out there I think that's the that's the thing isn't it that actually it's not it's not what it used to be like so if I think apprenticeships or if I used to think about apprenticeships I should say it was much more sort of this um, 90s view of a YTS kid. So your apprenticeship <laughs> is for a, um, a plumber or electrician. It was if yeah. apprenticeships felt like they were much more about trades rather than professions. But I mean, you're you're clearly in an, an area that is a professional one. I mean, this is a career path, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I didn't know much about what I was doing before I joined. And it's been seven months now and anyone on my team will tell you that they don't know how long it will take them to ever know what's going on. But um, (laughs) in a good way, because you just don't stop learning. Like it's always different. And 
there's always something to catch up on or get caught up with because it's just such a like you know new and changing world it's become so important financial crime fraud and obviously protecting your own money like it's an interest of everyone's really um but yeah it's definitely been so interesting to actually be the other side of it all because like it wasn't something that I really even thought about as a job necessarily you know you think finance broadly or business broadly but you just don't even realize how many things there are that you can apply for and become an apprentice in as well which I just think is great. And so then how did you actually get to have this particular apprenticeship this um the financial crime analyst work? So with this, I was actually an apprentice before when I started at Lloyd's. I did a level three business admin apprenticeship that was after school. And again, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do or where I was going with my career and my education, things like that. So that was more just, you know, something that I found interesting, something that I thought I was capable of. And once I finished that, I got a distinction and I was really happy with myself I got offered the job to stay on and that was really great and then after a little while there a couple of months there I thought Do you know what like I really enjoyed that and I kind of want more of it but I want it to be more of a challenge and so then I went out looking and I was looking between either doing a level four apprenticeship which is the higher apprenticeship or looking at a level six which was like equivalent to a degree I wasn't really sure again (laughs) what I wanted to do and I was just having a little look around and then I came across business analyst at Lloyds Bank and I thought oh you know let me have a little look at this and I only really applied to places that I thought I'd be interested in because there is just so many options I think I wanted in that point to be able to really enjoy what I was going to do. So with the second apprenticeship, I definitely took more time to, you know, figure out, would I like that? You know, is that something in my old job that I didn't really enjoy? Which I think when you come out of school, you don't necessarily have that because you're not necessarily aware. I mean, unless you've had the experience somehow before, you're not necessarily aware of certain things that they even put in the descriptions are like I remember sitting and thinking like oh you know I don't really know what management reporting is but I'm going to be doing that every day (laughs) and so it was kind of hard whereas when I finished my other apprenticeship I had a much better idea of what some of the things were I'd known a few people who were in similar sort of roles so I was able to speak to them but I think I would encourage people to use LinkedIn if possible to speak to somebody that might be an apprentice in that role or doing something similar Um, because I've had quite a few people reach out to me in that way um, which I would have never really been comfortable to do myself but I think realizing it from the other perspective to take five minutes out of my day to help somebody else is no time at all you know and I've been able to speak to people who have now come on and got the job as well which is really nice But yeah, I think I would say that with what I do, I'm really glad that I went down that route. But you just don't really necessarily know what's going on or like how it's going to work out. But it was quite a good process. Like it was an interview and then you had like a video interview because it was during COVID at the time. Then you also had assessment centre 
which was again online so they made it virtual which I found really interesting because I'd never been to like a virtual assessment centre event but they had like sort of breakout rooms and you got to speak to different people and yeah they just made it really interesting and yeah it was it was really good to hear back from them at the end once I'd passed it all. (laughs) I think listening to that I think what what really strikes me is that you did your your first post-college qualification so business admin level three as you say and you've taken that job so you're actually now in the job and what I always found was that if you're looking around if you're looking for a job and you've got a job it's a it's a much easier place a much better place to be yeah but then from there you've decided actually that's not for you and you're looking for new challenges and new horizons was if you'd have put yourself into a, a degree then you would have been three or four years down the line before you got to the point that you decided it wasn't for you and then looking to switch tack. Yeah. So either at that point you're saying, well, my degree's irrelevant because I can just do what I want to after that. Mm-hmm. Or as you say, you're, sort of, you're cutting to the chase and you're exploring new avenues a lot faster by the, by the sounds of it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, you know, it's not frowned upon at all to be able to move from one to another especially going up the levels you know all you're doing is getting more qualifications and expanding your you know knowledge in more areas because actually I noticed although it was an administration apprenticeship and 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 like business analyst apprenticeship quite a few of the topics kind of overlap and you think oh okay well you know I learned quite a lot about that in the last one so I've got that knowledge and I can only really expand on that a little bit. But there's all these new, new things that you still have that get to learn, you know. So, yeah, I definitely think if I had come out of uni and like I wouldn't have known what to choose and I wouldn't have had anything that I was extremely passionate about. So I probably would have ended up in the position where I wouldn't even be finished uni yet. (laughs) I'd still be there. And then I'd end up in a job that I wasn't necessarily sure about. And then, yeah, be in the same position anyway, only three years down the line. So I definitely think for somebody like me or me personally, not knowing what I wanted to do and then being sort of drawn to this pathway, I'm definitely, definitely glad that I went with it and stuck to my guns because otherwise I think I would have ended up in this position, but just a few years later so we haven't talked about it which is great I think that that is not a significant part of your motivation but there is a financial aspect of this as well isn't there yeah and you mentioned briefly learning and earning a fantastic turn of phrase <laughs> but also you you're not saddled with that mortgage like debt from from having to go to university and and pay tuition fees and and all of the other expenses that go with it how much of that factored into your thinking yeah I definitely think for me again like this is only personal my personal experience but I think with me not knowing what I would have done at uni or there was there being nothing that would have drawn me in to really wanting to study I I did think you know is there really much point in having all of that debt and really like the future me spending all of that money on something that I'm not really that passionate about, I'm not really that bothered about at all, in order to get a degree that I'm also not really that bothered about. And I just thought, like, I can do what I enjoy, I can find a job that I am really passionate about, which I thought was one thing and it turned out to be another. And 
it's ideal for somebody like me as well because I get a great social life like I am friends with loads of the apprentices in work I'm able to afford the life that I have which (laughs) which I think is a great thing at this age like I like to go out and meet friends and a lot of my friends from school also work really close to me in fact my best friend only works two minute walk from my office so we always meet up for lunch and you know I don't have to worry about whether I can afford all the cocktails that I'm going to drink in that evening um so that's definitely a bonus for me I would say to be clear that's not the cocktails you're drinking at lunch is it no of course (laughs) (laughs) I just thought it was worth clearing that up just in case um, just in case anyone from Lloyd's is listening so looking back and this is a bit of a tough question I guess because you have been so positive about it but looking back is there anything that's um, that sort of made you second guess your decision? Any any sort of regrets? No, I don't think so. I think the one thing that I would say is, you know, everybody at uni gets to live with their friends, and you you see it and think, oh, that that I don't know whether that that could be really nice. And but then I realise that I can go and visit my friends who are in uni. I can stay with them for the weekend and I can still come home on Monday and or spend that weekend and still have the money to use or, you know, take the Monday off if I don't wanna <laughs> if I don't wanna go back to work straight away. There's not like a single regret that I could think of from choosing this option and I think after as well seeing some of my own friends at uni I definitely don't feel jealous um (laughs) I think that I could easily you know get a few of my friends together that wanted to find somewhere and you know share a house if that was really what I wanted to do and that time will I'm sure come about anyway so yeah I don't think I think what's possible with uni is definitely possible as an apprentice as well. How absolutely amazing was Faith? In many ways, I think Faith, certainly for me, has bucked a few preconceptions that we might typically come up with when we're thinking about apprentices and apprenticeships. Not going to university, has absolutely nothing to do with her ability or drive or how well she did in her exams. I mean, this is not someone who hated school and has rushed to get out of education. In fact, far from it. I mean, here's a young lady who's proactively making decisions about her future rather than simply following the crowd. And more than that, actually, it seems that Faith and young people have to be quite forthright in thinking that they don't want to go to uni. As we heard Faith talking about, the the whole school and career system is geared to that idea that that uni is the next logical step for people who've done A-levels. And I think, for me, Faith has done an absolutely marvellous job at selling the alternatives. I mean, she's still learning while earning, as she said, but also has the freedom to cherry-pick the qualifications that she's interested in and that suit her next steps. And also, she doesn't have that millstone of debt hanging around her, which can only be a good thing. For any number of students, university will of course still be the right next step, and of course, and and that's natural. 
But I can't help but wonder if the idea that this is now uh, almost a default choice is simply delaying our young people's admittance to the ranks of adulthood. I, for one, will definitely be taking a really good look through the Get the Jump website, and I'm going to encourage my daughter, Em, to do the same thing. Because I think that will lead to some really good conversations and very deliberate choices about what's coming next. And that address, one more time, is gov.uk forward slash get hyphen the hyphen jump. My thanks to Faith for chatting with me today, and of course to you for listening. If you'd like to be on a future episode and share how things are going, or perhaps just chat about something that's playing on your mind, please do drop me an email. The address is hello at thestudybuddy.com. And if you're looking for ways that you can support your own young person to fulfil their potential in their revision, then why not head over to the Study Buddy website? There you'll find a whole host of information about our innovative time management and study organising approach. And you'll also find a blog that's packed full of useful articles, hints and tips. To find out more, why not make a beeline for thestudybuddy.com. I hope that you found this episode useful, especially if you've got a child who's looking into their choices for the future. If you did, I wonder if you'd mind leaving us a review, and if it's not too much to ask, a five-star rating. It all helps us to reach other parents who, just like the rest of us, are looking for some way of making sense of it all in the run-up to exams. Of course, please don't forget to share the link to this and other episodes on your social media weapon of choice. It's all greatly appreciated. There'll be another episode next week, so please don't forget to follow and subscribe to the Study Sessions podcast.